Guess who's back? Back again. Sarah's back. Tell a friend. That's right. We're, hang on. Let me just let me just turn the. Can't talk with that on. Anyway, yes, uh, you probably realised from that rather bizarre introduction that we do have somebody called Sarah back on the show, and of course, that is the one and only Dr. Sarah Jarvis, MBE. Very, very warm welcome back, Dr. Jarvis. So please, in fact, hang on, let's get that, uh, let's get that beat back, shall we? I've created a monster frequency episode because nobody wants to see Maker no more. They want Sarah. I'm chopped liver. Um, anyway, yeah, sorry. Let's 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 stop that, shall we? So Dr. Sarah Jarvis is back, and this time she's here with us to talk a bit about the heart and cholesterol levels. Now, recently it has been British Heart Week, a week all about raising awareness for heart uh, conditions. And she urges you to check out Heart UK, uh, the cholesterol charity. Um, and she's going to be talking a bit about tests that you can get on the NHS as well. So just a quick, uh, well, I guess the usual kind of disclaimer at this point. Of course, I am not a medical doctor, sadly. Don't remind me. Come on. What's that necessary? Don't remind me about that. Anyway, uh, so this means, of course, if you do have any um, uh, health questions at all, it is important that you direct those to your own uh, GP. We don't have any link with this um, health campaign that Dr. Jarvis can be talking about. So, yeah, if you need any assistance, don't hesitate to contact your GP. And of course, in the event of emergency, always call 999. Right, that's enough chat. Let's get the fantastic Dr. Sarah Jarvis back on the episode. Dr. Jarvis, welcome. Can you hear me okay, Yoren? Hello, Ben. I can hear you just fine. Hello. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, it's absolutely great to have you uh, back again. It's a very warm welcome back, Dr. Jarvis. A real honour to have you again. So how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing very well indeed, thank you. Always a pleasure to be with you. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. I think we'll have to give you another song request just to give you some advance warning, <sighs> if that's all right. I know that's a bit harsh, isn't it? A bit, bit daft, but we'll see how you feel. At no, the no, it's good for me. Good for me. <laughs> okay, excellent. Well, yeah, no, please you could do, uh, be with us, uh, yeah, British Heart Week, to talk a bit about um, cholesterol. It sounds like, to be honest, one of those things that perhaps slips to the back of people's minds a little bit. But yeah, I, I think I'll just hand over to yourself, if that's all right. So kind of tell us a bit about this campaign and the kind of importance about thinking about cholesterol. Well, unfortunately, almost half of UK adults have got cholesterol levels that are higher than the national guideline. And what that means is they are living with an increased risk of heart attack and stroke. And there's a new survey from Novartis, and that showed that over half of Brits on the plus side, who are 55 or over, have spoken with their cholesterol level, about their cholesterol levels with a healthcare professional, GP or practice nurse, or whatever. But unfortunately, they just don't kind of get the bigger picture. So, for instance, uh, more than one in 10 people uh, are unaware, sorry, less than one in 10 people are aware indeed of what cholesterol is. In fact, about one in 12 people in your part of England um, know what good cholesterol is. And, And it's really important to know the difference between the different types of cholesterol. There are two main types of cholesterol. The good cholesterol, we want you to have a higher level because the HDL, good cholesterol's job, is to carry cholesterol away from the lining of your, your, your arteries, to carry it away from your cells, take it back to the liver, break it down and, and allow it to be broken down and, and got rid of by the body. Whereas LDL cholesterol, which is the bad cholesterol, if you have too much of that, and unfortunately, as I say, almost half of UK adults do have too much of it, it can let get laid down as fatty deposits on the inside of your arteries. Now, that can slow down the blood. It's it's very much like having lime scale in your in your personal pipes, if you like. But also those fatty plaques, those deposits, can break open 
And if they do break open, they can completely block the blood flow to that artery. Now, if that artery is supplying blood to your heart or to part of the muscle of your heart, the result of that could be a heart attack. And if it's supplying blood to your brain, then the result of that could be a stroke. So it is really important that we are aware of it. Yeah, thanks, Dr. Garvey. Yeah, it sounds like one of those things that people should definitely be kind of taking note of. And I think you kind of already alluded to this, actually. But in terms of, um, you know, what people can do to kind of manage it, I understand that you can kind of identify particular risk factors, diet being one of those. Yeah, you absolutely can. And there is some good news. You're doing pretty well, actually, in the southwest of England. So, again, going back to this Novartis survey of people who had had a heart attack or stroke, they're the ones who are at the highest risk. And the great news is that actually far higher than the national average in the southwest, um, 96% of people did know how to make changes to their cholesterol, which is fantastic. You're absolutely right. So diet is a major factor. The majority of the cholesterol in your body is made in your liver, from the food that you eat and having a diet that is high in saturated fats a diet that's high in refined highly processed carbohydrates for instance so junk food processed food both of those things are going to make a real difference. The diet that you sh- we should all be aspiring to is the Mediterranean-style diet. And I do not mean, you know, Greek pastries there or fatty <laughs> kebabs. What, I, what I'm talking about there is a diet which is high in fruit and vegetables, relatively low in meat, which maybe includes some oily fish where we've not had too much in the way of saturated fats, that's animal fats, including butter and so on, but where you've got a higher level of healthy oils, if you like, olive oil, rapeseed oil, that sort of thing. But the the fruit and vegetables, I think, really, really important. But of course, also important is getting enough exercise. um, And that can also help you not just make your heart stronger, but it can also help you to manage your weight. And if you're living with obesity or overweight, then unfortunately, the chances are you've got more of the bad cholesterol and less of the good. Yeah, thank you very much. I mean, it sounds like it might come slightly disappointing to us, but we have to manage our pasty intake, I think, for a start, don't we? Not too many Cornish pasties, I'm afraid. <laughs> I, I fear you are right. I, I wish I could say otherwise, but I'm afraid I have to say that, and you're probably going to hate me in your part of the world, but I say that as somebody who has not eaten pastry for almost 45 years. <laughs> And in terms of, um, you know, when people kind of discover that they might have a problem with their cholesterol, I understand that actually often that might not really display as symptoms. Is it something that tends to be picked up when they go to their GP or how do people tend to find out that they've actually got an issue they need to manage? Well, this is the big problem, of course, because all too many people, in fact, the first they know that they've got high cholesterol is when they have a heart attack or stroke, because raised cholesterol on its own very rarely leads to symptoms. There's a a small group of people, about one in 500 people, who have a condition called FH, which is inherited raised cholesterol. And for them, it's particularly important that they have it picked up and treated because they're at such high risk, because their body simply cannot get rid of cholesterol in the way that the, the rest of us can. But for most other people in fact for all other people they're not going to have symptoms and that's why if you're age 40 to 74 and you haven't had a cholesterol check in the last five years then you are eligible for an nhs health check now these did stop in some parts of the country during the pandemic but they are gradually coming back online and your pharmacist is the person that you ought to be speaking to about that if you haven't had your cholesterol checked in the last five years and you have your age 40 to 74 then 
do speak to your pharmacist, they may be able to arrange a simple blood test and they will be able to tell you on the basis of the blood test and other factors like your age, your gender, your blood pressure, your family history and so on. They'll be able to tell you whether you need to take action and whether you need to speak to a doctor. Oh, thank you very much, Dr. Jarvis. And uh, you already actually very nicely covered a, a lot of uh, a lot of this next kind of question. But I was just wondering if, you know, if there's somebody out there who is just really not sure at all, um, you know, anything about cholesterol really hasn't perhaps hasn't kind of heard it in passing, but hasn't really thought about it in any kind of, you know, meaningful way. I wonder if there's somewhere that they could head to to kind of learn a bit about it, perhaps, a, you know, just a little bit about the science, perhaps just so they can yeah. understand more about what they're dealing with. So the Heart UK website, Heart UK is the UK cholesterol charity, and they basically are dedicated to helping us all to reduce our cholesterol. So you can learn much more there about genetic conditions such as FH, this inherited high cholesterol. You can learn much more there about cholesterol, about how you can reduce your levels, about the impact that it has on your body. Thank you very much, Dr. Jarvis. And uh, I guess, yeah, just to head towards uh, closing, I won't keep you too much longer now. And and again, I think you've pretty much already covered this, but I was just wanted to double check really, because you mentioned about, you know, certain ways that we can, you know, reduce our, you know, risk factors for uh, cholesterol issues. And one of those obviously was diet. And you, you mentioned about the Mediterranean diet being that diet that we should be aspiring to. And also you mentioned, you know, increasing exercise. But I was just wondering if there's anything else, you know, super obvious that people should think about, um, you know, right now before perhaps they even go away and and learn more about cholesterol they can think you know "Ah, am i doing that well of course don't forget that people often certainly my patients often say to me well i couldn't possibly do half an hour of of, of, of moderate activity or half an hour of exercise five times a week so there's no point in me trying and that's simply not true obviously we want people to aim towards that but that does not mean that lower levels of exercise will not help so you can make a huge amount of difference just with a few minutes of exercise every day you know just get into the habit of taking the stairs rather than taking the lift parking your car at the far end of the car park not taking the car at all if your trip is less than half a mile it'll save on petrol apart from anything else Oh, Dr. Jarvis, yeah, thank you very much indeed for that. So in in terms of a kind of a a close up then, I was just hoping really just, well, I guess two things, just to double check that you're all happy. And if there's anything else that you'd like to kind of reiterate or get across at this point, and then you're very welcome to do so. And I thought it might be nice just to kind of close up on perhaps, uh, perhaps reiterating the website if you wanted to, or if there's anywhere else you wanted to kind of point our listeners towards, and you're very welcome to do that as well. Absolutely. Well, I think really in summary, almost half of UK adults have got cholesterol levels which are raised. You are not going to know that your cholesterol is high unless you have it checked. And if it is high and you don't know it, you could be a ticking time bomb. Some people are going to need medication to help them to lower their cholesterol because diet and lifestyle are not going to be enough, particularly people who've had a heart attack or a stroke. But knowing your cholesterol is the first step to being able to reduce your risk. Dr. Jarvis, thank you very much indeed. Song request time, if you'd like one, then that's the very last thing. Can I get you something on, just to say thank you? You <laughs> absolutely can. I have just, not not long ago, I re-watched the film Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh. I grew up with Queen. I oh, loved yes. Queen. <laughs> and I have to say, um, I think that of all the songs in that extraordinary film, I've, I've since then had Queen almost constantly, actually, on, <laughs> on shuffle um, on my music player. And I would say I want to break free with 
would be great for me. Oh, brilliant. Well, Dr. Jarvis, thank you very much. That's coming straight on. And yeah, hope you can join us again soon, but it's it's goodbye for now. And yeah, hopefully chat to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. That was lovely. Oh, it's Dr. Sarah Jarvis, MBE. Thanks so much, Dr. Jarvis. Hope we can have you again very, very soon indeed. And don't forget to pop that song right on your playlist. I'll be checking. I won't. That's probably a bit creepy. But anyway, go on. Give it a listen. Anyway, that's it from us for now. Uh, Do uh, keep an eye on our social channels and keep another eye your, your other eye, on uh, the website for Monster Frequency Podcast. It's across all major channels now. This is no excuse. Yeah, you can catch us anywhere. Not quite anywhere, but most places. Anyway, that's it from me. Bye for now. Monster Frequency.